This is a story about a family that believes in sticking together. The Arena family, grandparents, uncles, cousins, all lived on the same block in Killeen, Texas. We were all tight. We used to have uh, neighborhood parties out here where the streets were pretty much blocked off and the kids were just hanging out, talking, and you know, we playing all night. That's John Arena. He and his brother Michael were especially close with his little cousin, Stephanie. Me, Stephanie, and my brother used to do a lot of video games, Legos, play with cars outside. But all of a sudden, the family split. His cousin Stephanie's parents went through an ugly divorce. When all these things started happening with her mom and her dad, we didn't see a lot of them anymore. That's because Stephanie's mother, John's aunt, took Stephanie and her brother and went on the run with them across the country. The family didn't hear anything about them for years. Until one day, when John was a senior in high school, his father, Robert, got a letter instructing him to bring his sons to the police station that day. I'm Robert Arena, John and Michael's dad. I didn't know what it was about or anything. And I figured we ain't done anything wrong. So I took my kids down and my kids had never had a record or anything. I met the officer outside the police department and she wanted to interrogate him. The detective started by interrogating John. It's just me and her were in there. And that's when she started telling me these stories. She started talking to me about what Stephanie had said. The detective explained that nine-year-old Stephanie had accused John of molesting her. She said that, uh, that I sexually assaulted her. So I was, like, confused. I was like, what is going on? I didn't know anything about these things. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. John says he felt pressured by the detective to sign a confession. She said that if I said I did these things, then the kids would get help so they, they can get better. So he wrote and signed a confession saying that he alone was responsible for abusing Stephanie. Not once did I think that what I was doing was actually getting myself in trouble. I mean, I wanted to make sure my cousin was all right. The detective brought John's brother Michael in directly after him. But before Michael went into the room, John told him not to say anything. John was just a kid trying to protect his family. Meanwhile, what John didn't know was that Stephanie was trying to do the exact same thing, protect her family. Here's Stephanie. I'm Stephanie Gibson. I'm 22. Rena's my maiden name. My mom told me and my brother to tell people that John and Michael had touched us inappropriately. She just said, say that they touched you here, they touched you there. She just told us that if we didn't say these things, she was going to go to jail. Stephanie's mom had taken her children out of state illegally. The arenas believe that when she was confronted by the police, she told them that Stephanie was being molested by her cousins in order to avoid jail time for herself. John says his attorney told him that he should plead guilty to save his brother. They told him, If you take the plea bargain, we'll drop the charges on your brother. So John pled guilty to take the fall for Michael. In court, Stephanie testified against her cousins. At John or Michael's hearing, I remember clutching like some stuffed animal. You're in a courtroom, it's filled with people. You know, you're saying all these things and you know, you just, you're trying to protect your family. No, I didn't know what I was saying. I understood what jail meant, you know, and I understood that I loved my mom and I didn't want that to happen to her. So of course, you know, I lied for her. Robert, John's dad, couldn't believe her testimony especially seeing the way that she acted around John and Michael after the hearing. Stephanie, when she was that young, we were outside the courtroom, and she's waving at Mikey and John, you know, hi, how you doing? <laughs> like this, and uh, I couldn't figure this out. In the end, the charges against Michael were not dropped. 
John got seven years, and Michael got 25 years. The boy's father was crushed. I guess ignorance of the law is no excuse, but I didn't understand a lot of stuff. And it just went boom, boom, boom. And next thing I know, my kids were locked up. You gotta imagine, 15 years old, a chance of getting somewhere in football, had a scholarship going for him. I I mean, the kid was... John and Michael were sent to San Saba State School, a juvenile correctional facility. I mean, I was mad. I was, I was really aggravated because it seemed like forever. Did you see Michael at all? Uh, in San Saba once in a while. What did you guys talk about? Well, we can't. We would just see each other pass by. We'd actually get in trouble for that. Eventually, Stephanie's father obtained custody of her. That's when she started to understand the consequences of her actions. A few years later, I think I was 10, 11, I'd asked about how uh, Robert and Betty were doing, and my dad was said something along the lines of, you know, not so well since, you know, their kids are in jail. I think that was the first realization of what I had done. You know, I started to get an understanding for the things that I would said and the repercussions. For a long time, I, I thought, you know, John and Mike were going to hate me. I got letters from Stephanie. All it was telling me was that she was sorry and she apologized. You know, she didn't mean for me and my brother to go to jail. Of course I had felt bad about what had happened, and of course I wanted to change what had happened because they were in there for no reason. So Stephanie decided to recant her statement, even though she could have faced up to 10 years in jail for perjury. I told him then, and I'll tell him now, you know, if that's what I have to go through to undo what I did, then I'll do it. You know, no hesitation. I mean, does that scare me? Of course it does. But the prosecutors argued that Stephanie's new testimony was unconvincing. We've gone through several court hearings, appeals, over and over and over again. Now I've recanted my statement, and it, it doesn't matter because nothing ever happens. That's their job, is to hear cases and, based on evidence, make a judgment and make a fair judgment. And they haven't done that. They refuse to admit that they were wrong. John was released after spending five and a half years in prison. But that wasn't the end. He was still a registered sex offender and he wasn't allowed anywhere near Stephanie until she turned 18. Like, I wasn't even allowed in this yard. I couldn't be around kids, I couldn't be around churches with daycares. With a felony background, you're not getting any job around here. I've applied and I've applied. I've had some callbacks until they start asking me about my crime. But at least John was out. Michael is still in prison. He has served 13 years and has at least seven more to go. I felt bad for him. I mean, if I had the chance, I mean, I would have switched out with him any day. And if I would have never wrote the statement. I mean, I kind of blame myself on a lot. But then again, I was a kid. How can you blame yourself for not knowing something? Which is why John was glad to finally meet Stephanie for the first time since the sentencing. The first time I actually got to meet up with Stephanie and interact with her. And we met up and we talked about the past. She was saying sorry to me and I was saying it's fine, I'm sorry, you know. I've never really been mad at Stephanie. Stephanie's a really good person. She means good. I'm not going to blame a kid anyways. I'm not going to blame my cousin for something that somebody made her say. My family never treated me with any animosity or tried to make me feel guilty or anything like that. Everything was, you know, we try not to let it get down on us. I mean, I know, she knows, my brother knows. We know it didn't happen. We just didn't get to see each other for a long time. John and Stephanie are good friends now. They hang out all the time, and Stephanie often babysits John's kids. I think our our family is torn apart as it's been. 
You know, I think we're closer than most families. Yeah, we are. We have to be. At the end of the day, we've all got each other's back. They're either going to kill you or make you stronger. And that's all we have, is family. Michael Arena sits in jail right now, even as you listen to this. He has at least seven years left on his sentence. Organizations like Texas Voices have taken on Michael's case, but they've been fighting for years now. We'll have a link to Texas Voices on our site, snapjudgment.org. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.